You're listening to the private podcast for The Matrix with Amber Smith. For those of you on the call, we just wrapped up, you know, introductions and things. I'm recording now so that people who ask for the recording can get this part of the segment where it's me giving the information. I don't think of this as like a sales call at all. I see this as like, I'm going to give you information. Some of you already know what the matrix is and what's entailed in the program. Some of you don't. So I'll answer any questions that you have. And then what I really want this call to be about is me like coaching. If you want coaching on the decision or if you want, you know, just ask me questions or anything, like if it's a good fit for you. However, I can support you because I tend to really trust my clients to make a decision that makes sense for them. So I'm not here to convince you of anything. The Matrix is a 12-month group coaching program. I will say most of the people in The Matrix are coaches. Not all of them are. So like McKenna, I think that's relevant for you to know. I do coaching. We do content creation workshops. So there's four calls that happen every month. There's a live teaching. That's what I did today. And we talked about overflow and abundance and things like that. I talk about business as well. So we teach mindset and sometimes more strategy, tactical related stuff for people with a one person business. So that's one call that we do every month. The other calls are a content creation workshop where we talk about sales pages or emails or social media posts and we kind of workshop it together. The third call is a hot seat coaching day. So all I do is coach whoever wants to come and people really like that. And then the fourth call that we do is a co-working hour. Coworking hours is something that I've been experimenting with. So I would say those calls are often coaching. Sometimes people ask me to riff on topics that are relevant or I overview like their copywriting or their launch plan or just whatever works for them. So I use it as a, hey, come and work with me on whatever you're working on type of thing. Also, there's like a lot of content. I hesitate to say that because I don't think people want a coaching program for all the content, but there is a lot of content for you to go through that I refer to as like the vault. So it's like old programs of mine, past coaching calls, things like that for you to review. A lot of people like to listen to it between our calls as well. So people are up to different things in there. So some people are, you know, working on signing their first client. Some people are raising their prices. Like we have a range of income. So it's not really like you have to be here. I like to think about it as more of like, it's a psychographic of like, I'm the kind of person who grows my business from the inside out. And they resonate with how I teach and how I coach and what I'm up to in my own business and life. So that's kind of the overview. Are there any questions that I can just like get out of the way or answer right away for anyone? How many people are usually in the room? So today there's 25 people total. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think total on the call. So pretty much everyone who comes to the group coaching get coached. It's not like a big, huge group. So between probably like six and 10 usually show up to the calls. I have some people that only watch the replay just because of time zone differences. And some people are there every week and both like it. So just depends on how you want to work it. When are calls normally held? Is there like a time? Yeah. So right now the calls are at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays, but in the new year, my nanny's changing. So it'll be either 9 or 10 a.m. on Mondays. And then the matrix get access to like anything else I do. So like if I run a live program, like the Bespoke Business Sprints is a great example. The matrix got access to that. And those were at different times and different days. So there's that too. (laughs) But the regular matrix calls will be moving to Monday mornings. 
Someone mentioned something about Voxer, about having a Voxer group. Do you use Voxer in the matrix on like a regular basis? No. So I don't use Voxer. I use a Kajabi community app. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Thing a lot of clients use is they can like DM me or ask questions between our calls. Sometimes they share like links so that I could look at their copy or like even mindset related or client boundary related or just anything that comes up. It's like a text message, basically. It's just like a DM feature, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, so the answer is yes, we have access to you in between calls. Yes. So it's like a Kajabi community app. But yeah, it's like the same principle. It's just not voice message, just texting. Okay. Thanks. And feel free to ask like, I mean, anything that comes to mind. I know the biggest question I have is like, is this a good fit for me in the personal stuff that I have either already learned, the things that I'm in currently, like, you know, whatever is relevant for you. Mine kind of goes along with that, what you're saying right now. So I found you through Samantha Sifrin, and I'm still grandfathered into her group. Anyways, so like I haven't even been able to go to any of the coursework. So I'm just kind of wondering, how does yours differ from other coaches groups besides how you teach and coach? And then like time commitment wise, like I'm kind of nervous, like about the time management for myself. And like if I'm committing to this, I want to be able to put the time into it to get the money's worth out of it since it is a big money commitment as well. So I guess if you can kind of talk through on that aspect, if that makes sense. So some history, I was kind of like moving up in my business at the time when like a lot of people were coming out with like these lifetime programs. And I actually had one called Pro Coach and I did not like it for myself. (laughs) And so I used what I learned about what I didn't like. And one of the biggest things I didn't like is that like, it was content heavy. And so instead of coaching heavy or like real life application, what you're up to right now, support. And so I turned that into the matrix. So I see the matrix as like a live group coaching program. Are there courses? Yes. Is there content? Yes. But like my intention was you could show up on a call and I could help you with what you're working on right now. So you don't have to go through layers of content to get that same support. Or you could send me a message. Same thing. Because I know not all content, especially in a business sense, is relevant. As an example, we have some people who only do one-on coaching. Some people, like, there's, like, a designer who, like, doesn't do coaching at all. (laughs) I mean, there's people who have groups or masterminds and, like, anything in between. So, like, not every module is going to be relevant for every person. But I would say that's what's different is, like, it's, like, specific. Like, you could come on and ask a very specific question just in the call and get support instead of having to sort through modules. And there are modules if you want to go through them as well. I also feel like I have a pretty good relationship with every single person in the Matrix. Like, I know their name. I know their spouse. I know their niche. I know their launch last week. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like there's just numbers. I'm intentionally making it kind of cozy because that's how I like to work with clients. I like to know who's on the other side. So like when I plan my content, I kind of know what everyone's up to. So I try to make it really relevant to the people in the group. Did I miss anything? Is there a question that I didn't answer? No, I think that covers it. I think the two things just for me real quick Mm -hmm. that are holding me back is like the time commitment. Like, so you're saying there's three calls a month and they're every Monday morning, basically. You do not have to come to them. I have clients that like, I'd say a few that only come like a hot seat coaching and they use the DM feature in the app to talk to me because they can catch the replay like the live teaching 
the part about being live on the live teaching is that you can ask me questions live, right? Like if you wanted clarity, like today I had the nine people come and some of them asked specific questions based on what I was teaching. And then other people feel comfortable just watching the replay. The additional thing that I just added recently is I hired a coach to host what I call like alignment calls. She hosts them usually in the evenings for people. And it's more of like life coaching focused. So it wouldn't be business focused. People have used it to like work through careers, stuff that isn't necessarily related to their one person business. I added in as just like another resource for people to get support. Her name is Jade. But nothing is required. It's all optional. And like I said, I like getting coached personally. And I like listening to content on my own time. So that's how I would do the program. But I have people that come to all the live calls just because they like to be there. So however you want to use it. Amber, I know that your community is largely women. Do you think it would throw the groove off to have a guy in there? Not at all. I appreciate that question because it's not really focused on womanhood. It's focused on like the one person business, making money, serving your clients at a high level. I think it would be totally fine. I am curious, like, what you think. You know, I'm okay with that. Like I said earlier, I resonate deeply with what it is that you teach and the way that you run your business and the way that you teach people to run the business. I love it. And I have said to Kristen for a long time that at some point, I know that I want to work with you. And so anyway. Cool. Yeah. I think as long as you don't mind that it's all women, I don't think it would bother anyone. I don't think it would not resonate because kind of how I talk in the podcast is we just do like the applied version of that together. Great. Any other questions or like things that you want to talk to me about? Yeah, Leslie. So I am finishing a program and it's going to be done probably the end of January. And I get a lot out of it just from the community, just being able to like peer coach. And that's how I've heard about you from Colette, we were peer coaching. So I really like that. I'm not going to be going back to that community. I've decided not to. But I think what I need most, and I don't know if this is a good fit for me, is more like working through fear, getting through mental blocks. And I do have a coach that's more like get your stuff done, looking at the big picture. This is how you do stuff, like more technical and tactical. I meet with her, but I always find that I'm like, I need more. I need mindset. The reason why I'm not going back to that other group is like those group calls are so big that we don't get one-to-one at all. Yeah. And it seems to be the same people getting coached. So I'm just wondering, like, I have like a lot of resistance on stuff and I need to work through it. Yeah. I like don't want to be like, then this is the perfect program for you. (laughs) I operate like the way that I teach is everything from the inside out. Everything is like based on what you think and what you believe. So even when I teach something more like, tactical that's not my wheelhouse i do it because i think it can be useful but that has to come from inside out right so like the way that you think the way that you believe working through your fears and doubts it's not one-on-one but there's a lot of like focused attention from me if you show up for the calls like i am able to coach you through those kinds of things because i see it as like mindset or i like to use the word like consciousness like the level of thought first yeah i don't know i'm pretty good at action but like then I sure like I need to be able to have more calm energy. You were actually, I was listening to something in the Conscious Coach Academy and I was like, oh my God, you are describing me to a T. And I was like, I can't get over it. It was when you do something and then you keep checking your email. Did anybody book a consult? Did anybody like, like yeah. I'm constantly thinking about my business and I'm not resting. 
And yeah. I'm obsessed. It's obsessive. I don't know which module you're on, but the way that I understand that is because you have belief that it's not working. Yeah. And you want to see the evidence that it is working. Exactly. <laughs> the reason that I can say those specific examples is because that was like totally me. I would like refresh my email to see if someone booked a console. They're like, did I send out a mass email? And they're like, I posted a link for something. It was like, did they click? Did something happen? Right. Because inside I had this thought error that like it wasn't working versus like when you trust that it's working, I go on a walk, I do the dishes, like I just trust that it's working. And then when I check my email, when it's appropriate and not obsessive, right, it feels different because I have the knowing that it is working. Yeah. So that's me. That's where I'm at. You can make a shift right now just from this conversation to believe that it's working. Thank you. Leslie, I love that you said that because I am working one-on-one with a coach right now and I've worked two years with him and that's what's missing is the belief part. I listened to this last episode. I've already listened to it twice and like taken all kinds of notes because that's what I feel like is missing. The other thing that... I love about already what I've heard is that I really feel like God is nudging on me to include him in my business, to include him in my processes. And Leslie, we were talking, God and I were talking this morning and I was telling him, I said, I just don't understand how I can be in bed for seven hours and still wake up with a headache. And it's because my brain is constantly going about the business all night long. And I really feel like that's the piece that's missing. Could you talk on that, Amber? Yeah, totally. Because I teach a lot of faith and for everyone, everyone has different beliefs. So if God doesn't resonate, use whatever word resonates for you. God resonates for me. So I see it as like there's what I'm responsible for and there's things that I trust God to be responsible for. You know what I mean? I trust that God's preparing my clients to work with me. That's a belief that I have. So I don't need to know when my clients are going to be ready. I think that headache thing, I also relate to that because we're trying to solve problems in our head that you can't actually solve. And so trust, faith, surrender, letting go is part of our work too. So like send the email, you could post the thing or share about your new thing or whatever. Your brain can spiral. That headache is probably how that shows up for you, where it's like, is it working? What else do I need to do? Is this okay? Is this enough? What other things am I missing? Versus almost like speaking into existence that what I've done is enough. And I trust that what is out of my control, God is working on for me. And I also have a lot of trust and faith in my clients. And I think that that's another mindset piece that is missing for a lot of people is like, I see my clients in their power, capable of making great decisions, that they reach out to me when they're ready. And my only job, if you've been in my world for a while, I talk about being the lighthouse, where it's like, my job is shine my light, make invitations, work on my craft as much as I can, be in integrity, keep my mind managed, make content, create value. And then I have to like letting go. I call this like leaning back energy, surrender. There's a lot of face. There's a lot of ways to describe it, but that has to happen or else it always feels like there's more to do. And that what you're doing is never enough. And that's not a great way to build a sustainable business because it always feels like there's more to do. I'm not doing enough. Something's missing versus like the trust in your people and in God. There's things that are working without you for you. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. I had this quote for a while that was like, 
you can build your business alone, but like building it with God or like with trust in other people and in divine timing works just so much better because it's like you can truly rest when you want to. And I know for entrepreneurs, it's like that classic joke that's like, we traded working for someone for 40 hours so we could work for ourselves 60 to 80 hours. Like that is not how I operate. I work about 18 to 25 hours a week very intentionally because I don't want that life. And so I think I rely a lot on like faith. I teach potentiality or like clients come from places known and unknown. And the unknown, you can't predict. The unknown, you don't solve for when you sleep. It only can come through trust and faith. That's activated with who we be in the world, how we think. And I actually do those things. I don't just teach it. I'm always like journaling or like shifting, believing like what else is true here? What do I want to be true? What thought feels better? That's the kind of stuff that we do together as well. It's not just like write this format of an email. I go way deeper because I can't not. Okay. Oh, sorry. I just have a quick question. I don't give someone where to say, here's your coach, Amber. I don't even know what kind of questions to ask. Like I know nothing. I mean, I work with Claire as a life coach, but I do like everything but the life coaching and that's what she does. And so I'm like, I've seen the results she has, but I don't know how to do it. Is that something like that's a barrier? Do I need to have some sort of understanding of like what kind of questions to ask? I think if I were to sit down and be like, I know I need help, but I can't even articulate it really. Because I see my job as the coach is to bring the questions for you. So you don't need to come with the questions. So like in this call, I'm like, do you have questions I can answer? But like, I'll give you an example. So like, what are you working on in your business right now? Treat me like I'm a third grader. I don't know what you do. (laughs) I'm building my website, my platform, and I'm going to have sellers sell physical and digital products, lesson plans, like your four-year-old's really into construction and they can you know dive deep in that and then I also have it where people can upload the content and then obviously people will buy from them so I'm creating that kind of platform and I'm just kind of soloing it on my own and I feel passionate about it but at the same time I'm kind of like oh like I think it's a million dollar business but at the same time I've never built one so I don't know what that looks like you know so okay the only thing I'm familiar with like that kind of sounds like that is like what is it called creative marketplace yes yeah that's similar or like a teacher pay teacher, or there's just nothing like that for homeschools. Yeah. Okay. So it's not your content. It's like you're hosting a place, like a marketplace for other people to publish their content and sell it. Mm-hmm. Are you building out the website yourself? Mm-hmm. Wow. You're amazing. So where are you getting stuck in this process right now? It's probably a little bit of believing that I can do it. But two, it's just the logistics of like, oh, we own our own business and oh, I have two kids and oh, I'm trying to create like my last marketing agency that I had was really successful, but it was too busy and it was too much and my life changed and now I need something different. When I'm thinking about what kind of life I want, this is a type of business that could get me there and I'm good at curating things. I'm not necessarily good at creating, I'm good at curating and that would allow Mm -hmm. me to be able to do that. Cool. Well, that's a form of creating what you're doing. So one of the things that I teach, it's not just creating the results that you want. I also believe in the way you create it matters. When I started my business, I had a two-year-old and a baby. And I remember sharing some podcasts and I was like, I'm not willing to do that. You know, like I want to be present. I was nursing. I wanted to be at home. I wanted to be very active mom. And so I remember really understanding it wasn't just like results. It's the way I create the results in my life along the way. And so for you, it's like really getting clarity, like, what does that look like for you? When are you available and willing to work? How many hours do you envision? And like, what kind of business matches your desires 
for how much you work and how you work. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're living that now? I am you want? my way. It's, I guess, probably having the faith that it, it'll, like, the work that I'm putting in will be so what I want. Yeah. And maybe that's what's holding me back. Maybe I'd probably be more gun-ho about all of it if I was more sure that, yeah, this is 100% the path I'm going to take. And that's where, like, the mindset or, like, the consciousness comes in because this is what we were kind of, I mean, Colette work on, actually, because she's like, I want to do it very different than how I've seen that. Can I do it? And I'm like, absolutely. And you've seen it. It works because she believes it works. Mm-hmm. And that's the secret. It's not the thing itself. It's the belief in the thing that makes it work. That makes sense. Okay, thank you. Problem. Any other questions that I can answer or whatever is coming to you? Amber, for me that I'm like many steps behind everyone else on this call, I also am a mom of two children and I definitely want to change the path of my life where I can be more present with my children and create something of my own. I feel it in my gut of like, I have to create something that's mine. And I have ideas and probably next steps, but am I getting too ahead of myself where I'm like, oh, and I need to find out like what other people are doing, what steps to take or to build something out of basically thin air. So maybe I am getting a little ahead of myself, but what can I do to get to where I want to be? And the reason why I jumped on this call is because I tell my husband, I want to be Amber's best friend because everything that you say resonates so much with me and I have not heard anywhere else. So I'm eager to learn everything. I think I've binged, heard all your podcasts, all your episodes. So I just don't want to get ahead of myself and I want to figure out what is the next best step and then the next best step because it feels yeah. overwhelming right now. I'm going to share with you some counterintuitive advice, but I think like when you say like you're afraid of getting ahead of yourself, I actually think that deeply served me in my business. And that doesn't mean like join the matrix or hire a coach. What I mean is like taking the action as if you were there. So like that might mean like I started my business with just like a PayPal link I would coach on either FaceTime or in person. And I just, I was really scrappy. It really served me to get started before like I knew what I was doing. I didn't take any business programs before I started. So is coaching where you're leading? It's definitely one of the options. Just because I think that in my regular life, it comes naturally. Like people do come to me with some questions. What type of coaching? I don't know yet. So that's where I need to figure out. Well, and my recommendation is, is just start offering coaching because I think you land on your niche. We can talk about my beliefs on niches later, but as you are getting experience, what resonates for you and your clients, what you like talking about, because I really believe you can make money doing whatever you want to talk about. I think you just have to have that true, like soulful passion inside because you can't fake that. So if you like talking about it, you will find people who also like talking about it and want your support with it. Is there anything else you've considered beyond coaching? I had shared with you, I just wrote a children's book. Like it just launched. That's where I'm like coming into like two completely different paths because writing children's books and going down the coaching path are so different, but I am inclined or in love with both. It's completely different one from the other. So. 
see, I believe like with personal brands, which is what all of us are, well, maybe not McKenna, maybe you have a separate brand where it's like people are bought into your thoughts. I know it might not make sense on paper, but like it will make sense to the people who follow you because it's just what you're interested in. And what I love about just like online business in general is you can just get started based on what you just described and just start sharing your thoughts online and it will evolve and grow with you and the clarity will come as you act in faith. The clarity does not come when we stand still. I like to think about entrepreneurship like someone handed you a flashlight and they said, okay, this is the path, but it's dark and you can only see the path as you take steps forward with this flashlight. That's how it is. I had no idea it would end up here when I got started. So take this or leave this, but I would act in faith with what you know right now. So if you know maybe coaching, maybe writing children's books, take action with that knowledge. Got it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you want to build a coaching business, coach your butt off. Like I would not wait to coach. I started coaching anyone who would sign up for a session with me. And I just got sessions under my belt because that's, there's no avoiding that part. And that's the scariest part. So the faster you can like face it head on, the quicker you're going to get clarity about, do you like coaching? <laughs> is this something you want to get better at? Is this something you want to study? Is this something you actually want to do? You only know that by actually doing it. Got it. And read the Prosperous Coach book. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Anyone else? I'm driving, so I'm not going to take my video yeah. thing back on, but I'm concentrating. Don't worry. So I have a question. Are you going to offer with this next launch? Because I know you mentioned it might be your last launch for The Matrix. Are you going to offer any private coaching in the incentive? I know you had done that in the past. I was just curious. Yeah. So when you pay in full, you get a quarterly call with me. That's still available. In this past launch, my open cart bonus was like for 30-minute mentorship calls. I don't know if I'm going to do that specifically this time because I'm doing a very different launch style. Like I'm only opening it for the wait list like you guys. But I will for sure do that. The four quarterly calls. So the 60 minute one on one as the painful bonus. So I'll probably offer some sort of bonus if you guys join by the end of the year. I haven't decided that though. I will let you know. You will be getting an email from me. <laughs> Thank you for asking. What is the cost? I don't even know. 4997. And there's payment plans as well. I don't know when you joined the wait list, Leslie, because I sent out. Some people join the waitlist after I send out this initial email to the waitlist with all the details. So I should have said at the beginning. So it's 12 months. The cost is $4,997. There are payment plans. It opens in January and then September. And there's the vault, the live coaching, the app to ask me questions. And that's like in a nutshell. And you might not offer it again. Is that what you're saying? No, I'll open it in January and September. What I did mention is that when I feel like the group is full, I won't enroll more people because like I mentioned earlier, I don't see this program as like an infinitely scalable program. I don't want it to be. So I see it as if I feel like people are falling through the cracks or I'm like, this is the capacity for this program, I probably won't enroll again. I feel like I'm getting close to that because I like to be able to have hot seat coaching where everyone can get coaching if they want it. So we'll see what that looks like. I have a few people that will end their time in the matrix at the end of this year. So I'm anticipating a number and the vibe of the group and stuff. But that's my intention. I want to be able to coach and feel like I have a coaching relationship with the people inside the program. So as they offboard, you're just going to onboard the number that offboarded. Like five people. Um, five people no, I, mean, I, would 
Yeah. So I could probably take on even more people than are currently in the matrix by like three to five. I would feel comfortable with, but I'm not like saying like there's only three to five bots. That's the thing saying based on who's showing up on the calls. Like I do feel like, so one of the things that I teach is like full book is an energetic thing. It's not a number thing. That's how I feel about this program. It's like my capacity to support the people the way that I want to support them to my fullest, where they're getting what they came for every time. I have to feel that. But yeah, like it'll open January and then September and then I'll play it by ear come September based on what's going on in the program. Amber, what would you say, like Leslie talked about being very action oriented. What would you say to somebody who, like myself, I feel like I love doing the mindset work and maybe I get hung up on taking the action that I need to take on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. I would first challenge that, but I am curious what action you are taking right now. Like if you had to give me like a bullet point list, like what do you do on a daily or weekly basis to create clients? Well, actually, I went to lunch with a guy on Monday. Well, then I coached on Tuesday and then I've got a new consult after we get done today. So, <laughs> and then I'm going to lunch on Thursday and Friday. That's what I find pretty typical. It's a judgment of the action that you're taking yeah. instead of really speaking that that action is enough and you can feel complete versus like the feeling of like, there's always loose ends that they could be doing. That's like technically true, right? There's always more we can do to grow our business. But at a certain point, you almost have to be like, what I'm doing is working. What I'm doing is enough. Interesting. How are these people finding you? Let's see. One was a referral. I'm going to lunch tomorrow with a client and his friend. And then the other two were people that I have worked with in the past. Cool. So and I have re reached out to them. Perfect. So some networking, which is awesome. I always look for like the principles of truth, right? So like the principle is networking works for you. You can network virtually or with your, you know, past connections at jobs or community or whatever. But like that relationship building would probably like the thing that I would check in with yourself the most is like, am I doing that activity and make it binary? Either I networked or I didn't. Either I reached out or I didn't. And then once you've done it, you like have the faith that that's working for you. Are you on LinkedIn, Matt? Yeah. Okay. And do you publish content? I do. And that's where I judge myself. You know, I judge myself harshly because I haven't posted for probably the last two weeks. And so there is some inconsistency there, but I've been okay with that. No, no, I haven't. I have not been okay with that. Because I think my follow-up question was, do you want to publish content? Because that's not the only way to create a coaching business. I don't know that I would. If I didn't have to, there have been a couple of posts that I have written that I wrote for me. Yeah. And I enjoy that part of it. When I am trying to force something out of my head onto the paper, whatever, that does not feel like it works well. And yeah. I don't think it resonates well yeah. with others. I feel like that's like one of the biggest secrets that I have is I create content for me first. Like this yeah. is me clarifying my thoughts for myself and my life, which is helpful. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And that could just be the way you create content. One of the reasons that I brought up, like, that's not the only way to create a coaching business. Have you heard of Steve Hardison? Just from you. Okay. Because I love him because he breaks all the coaching rules. 
Like if you look at his content, like I just like love to use as an example because it's like the things that people think you have to do to make it as a coach. So like his content, I don't know if you can see this. It's like the most random collection <laughs> and it's not even like coachy content, but he's fully booked. He charges 200K a year. People have to fly to his house to be coached by him. And he's like booked out for like a year. People pay 10K just to have like a sit down with him. And his content looks like... You don't have to run your business like him, but there are so many different ways to create what you want. That's why I was asking, like, do you want to create content? Because if you don't want to, you don't have to. You can still networking, treating powerful relationships and conversations with people. That works too. Yeah. But then Kristen tells me I'm coasting. <laughs> and actually, I say that kind of in jest, but actually she did say that once and it, you know, stuck with and it stuck probably because, you know, it wouldn't have stuck with me if I didn't feel that it was true to some extent. Yeah. And I think clarity about what you want will help that because coaching is one facet of what I do, but I'm also a podcaster and a content creator. I consider myself like a thought leader and those are different things. If what you want to be is only a coach, that is available. But I think if there is this desire to be a thought leader and to be publishing content, we could actually see those as two separate things and we can work on the desire and the clarity about the thought leader piece of your business if you want. Okay. Thank you. Something to get curious about, for sure. Yeah. And because you guys are both coaches, but very different people with different goals and dreams and different ways of wanting to help, it might be helpful to be like, this is how Kristen runs her business. How does Matt run his business? There might be overlap, but there probably are a lot of differences. Comma, that's okay. My dad is a coach and the way we run our businesses are so, so different. We're not obviously not like living together or anything, but I just remind myself, like, he's doing it his way. I do it my way and I can trust my way. I'm glad that this actually evolved into this conversation because I think that's what's unique about the matrix. So if you look up the definition of matrix, it's like a substance or a container for things to originate or to be created from. So I don't see the matrix as like, I'm going to teach you to run my business my way. If it resonates, great. I will help you run it my way. Some of my clients do and some of my clients don't. It's not like I'm going to say this is the right way to run your business. I'm really curious on helping you apply the principles of business that I know and can trust in your own way. That's what I want to do. Because all of you guys probably have different goals and different dreams and different ways of, that you like to serve your clients, different ways that you like to write content and things like that. And that is perfect because I don't think like my way is superior. It just is the way that works for me. So I like to find the way that works for you. If yeah. that makes sense. So this bringing up some things, because I'm thinking this sounds so different than anything that I've ever. Yeah. yeah, because like I'm an LCS coach also, you know, so of course did the cohort thing and then now moved to either entree or applied. And so I knew for sure that I wanted to have my own business. I feel like I have been doing all of the things and I love that this conversation has come up because I've judged myself in the past of, are you doing enough? Are you doing enough? I have a podcast. I put out social media almost every day. I've got an email list going and email is one day of content, one day for podcasts. 
And then I started in August, I started a women's group that I do in person. And then last month I started doing it virtually also. And then I'm still like, okay, but where are the paying clients? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm grasping it. Okay. What's going to be the next thing that's going to like finally break the straw that, you know, or the whatever. Where's the breakthrough? Yeah. Are you making offers for paid, like to pay you? In that women's group? Yes, I am making offers. And I even created, you know, like a special offer just for that women's group. And surprisingly, one lady paid me in full, you know, for like a full 12 weeks. There's the paying clients. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just want more of that. But what you're doing is working. Do you believe that though? (laughs) No, I don't. I mean, because like when you put out an email, and I know we already touched on this, but when you put out an email and you say, you know, reply to, I mean, it was like, what are you expecting for in 2024? And I mean, this is just kind of it in a nutshell. And then I said what I was expecting, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, hey, reply to this email and tell me what you're expecting for. I really want to know. And it's like crickets. To you, your brain made that mean my business isn't been working. Yes. But is that true? That because they didn't reply to your email, your business isn't working? Not necessarily. I mean, it could be that they haven't even thought about it. It could be that they're shy, that they don't want to put it out into the universe. Yes, you're right. It could be a number of things. (laughs) This is like the biggest thought error I think coaches make is we think it's about us, that we're doing something wrong or that we don't have the right beliefs. But I think the best way that you can approach a business is by being obsessed with your client's beliefs. If I'm looking at your email list and no one responded, I'm like, oh, they must believe it's not safe to respond. How can I help them feel safe to respond? How can I create more content where we develop a relationship where they would want to talk to me? They probably are too shy to have this conversation with me, right? The coach mind that we have doesn't turn off in marketing. We keep it in marketing. So we're like, yeah, sense. We're thinking about why did they respond? Why didn't they respond? How can I create more safety and excitement around what I do? How can I make it more compelling? And how can I paint the picture that like this is for them? It's not about you not being good enough. That's your own brain. We can like look at that and be like, that's not true that you're not good enough. Because if it's like I get crickets, then I'm not good enough. Well, it's like people didn't like my post. People didn't book the consult or whatever. And we can do this endlessly. Yeah. And we solve the real problem, which is your client's beliefs about their life, what's possible. And so we don't address that in our email. You know what I mean? We don't help them break. Yeah. And you're right. I've never looked at it from that perspective before. I made it about me. But now you will. I'd be really curious how the next email goes. If you're like, okay, what are my clients believing that's stopping them from booking a consult with me? This isn't for me. Well, how could I paint the picture of why it is for them? I don't want to talk to a stranger. How can I make our relationship feel like we're not strangers? (laughs) Real way. Try it. And if it doesn't work, toss it. But I think that that might be a helpful, creative solution. Yeah. And I really had to like wrap my head around what that would look like and how it works. Yeah. And experiment. I'm a huge proponent of experimentation in business because how you are and how your clients are, it's like a unique relationship. It's not like how I am and how my clients are, right? So you're going to have to experiment with words and whatever to see what resonates until you get the results that you want. Honestly. Yeah. And I like that. 
I listened to that podcast or no, it was an email. And did it work? Yeah. Yeah. And actually we brought up Colette. Colette was like, as it works. And I was like, that's even better. As it works. Yeah. You are taking the action and doing the things in the faith that it is working. Okay. So thank you. Yeah. You're so welcome. All righty. Kate, thanks for playing. I'll probably email one or two more times before the end of the year. I really would like the next cohort to kind of join beginning of January. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So if you have any other questions or if something hits you, feel free to email me or DM me on Instagram. It's me responding. So you can have an actual conversation and I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Thanks.